visiting with us. We're privileged to have you with us this morning. I feel like the Lord has given me a word for this, this morning with you. All the classes are dismissed this morning, except the boys. Your, your teacher's tied up this morning. Aren't you thankful for the blood this morning? There's power. As the song says, there's still power. Wonder-working power. In the blood of the Lamb. Give the worship team a hand for leading us into worship this morning. Hallelujah. Feel this in my heart. The Lord has really confirmed what He wants to say this morning through worship. And as preachers, sometimes you think you know what the Lord wants to say, but then uh, He prompts you in other directions, and we just have to obey. And I want to obey the Lord this morning. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Dive into His Word this morning. Aren't you thankful for the Word of God? I'm going to read to you beginning in the 34th verse. We're going to read the remainder of this chapter. Don't, don't freak out on me when you hear me say I'm going to read the remainder of this chapter. The Lord's going to help us this morning. In verse 34 of Acts chapter 10 it says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said of the truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. And the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Turn to your neighbor and say, he is Lord of all. That word I say, ye know which was published throughout all Judea and began in Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. Who they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. Not to all the people, but unto the witnesses chosen before of God. Even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he, was, and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify. That is he which was ordained of God to be judge of the quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness 
that through his name whatsoever believeth in him shall receive through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins can someone say amen, amen. i want you to catch this here in verse 44 while peter yet spake these words the holy ghost fell on them which heard the word and they were of, and they that were of the circumcision which believed were astonished. Someone say astonished. As many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. Can any man forbid water that these should, be, should not be baptized? Which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Let us pray this morning. God, we thank you for your beautiful presence that we sense in this house this morning. God, we ask that your word go forth with, with strength and power. And cut through hearts and lives this morning. And let us have ears to receive and hearts to receive what you would have for us today. God, we love you. We worship you this morning. And God, we're expecting great and mighty things in Jesus' powerful and wonderful name. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Just to give you a quick background of this story. The beginning of Acts chapter 10, Peter is given a vision and he sees all sorts of uh, manner of food come down that he's not really allowed to eat because of Jewish laws. And, and he says, God, the, the Lord speaks to him and, and Jesus says, take and eat. And he says, Jesus, I can't eat this. I'm forbidden to eat this. And he said, no, don't, don't call unclean what I've cleansed. And, and Peter took from this that God was, was wanting to do something and he didn't realize until our text that we're reading here today that he was talking about the Gentiles were, were considered unclean, they were considered different types of people and what God was saying, I want to graft the Gentiles in to what I have promised to the Jews. This, this salvation, this redemption is not just for Israel, it's not just for the Jewish people, but it's for the, Jew, for the Gentiles as well. Can you say amen? That's us today. We've been grafted in by the blood of Jesus and we thank God for that. But what we find in our text is Peter shows up and he says, listen, through this invitation, I've come to the house of a man by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius is a, is a Roman centurion. He's a, he's a Roman officer in the Roman military. And he, he kind of fell in love with this Yahweh, this God that the Jewish people talked about. And, and he prayed unto this God. And he felt something real in this God. And, and God said his, his prayers had, had come up as a monument before him. And angel appeared to him said, listen, you need to go here. You need to go to a Simon the Tanner's house, you need to get Peter, you need to bring him here. Peter shows up in and, and verse 34 and he says, I realize now what God is trying to do, that God is no respecter of persons. And I thank God for that. But what happens and what I want you to notice this morning is what Peter begins to preach to them. He simply begins to preach to them Jesus. He simply begins to preach to them the gospel. Nothing else but the gospel. Nothing else but Jesus, Him crucified and Him risen from the dead. 
we find that as he's preaching, in verse 44 it says, while he was still speaking, while he was yet preaching the gospel, that the Holy Ghost fell on them that were in the house and they began to speak with other tongues. And the power of God filled that house. But what I want you to realize is, is we talk all the time, we want to see God move, we want to see God do great and mighty things. And I feel like in this modern age, it's, it's how deep we can dig and, and what, what, what can I pull out of, out of a message that, that someone's never seen. And, and what can I, 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 I want to go to all this deep stuff, but let me tell you, to experience the power of God, it is simple. It is just Jesus, Him crucified and Him risen from death. It's simple to experience the presence of God. It's simple to experience the power of God. And it's all done through Jesus. I know it's nothing new to you this morning. But I want to tell you and I want to preach to you my title. It'll cure what ails you. As my mamma and papa would say, let me tell you son, that little remedy, that little, that little remedy I've told you about, it'll cure what ails you? I want to tell you this morning, whatever you have need of in the house, whatever that, that you're dealing with in your life, whatever you seem to be lacking in your spirit and in your heart, the gospel of Jesus Christ will still cure what ails you. It will still bring redemption. It will still bring deliverance. It will still bring freedom to the captive. I want to tell you that Jesus is still God. He's still who He says He is. He's still making intercession for you. He's still bringing your case before Almighty God. He still loves you. He still wants a relationship with you. He still wants to restore you. He still wants to give strength to you. He still wants to give, give peace to you and joy to you. Let me tell you, it'll still cure what ails you and it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I come this morning to preach uh, maybe an Easter message. I just want to preach to you Jesus. I just want to preach to you the Son of God. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 8 that there was a man by the name of Philip. He was a servant of God. And God was using him in great and mighty ways. And the Spirit of God came to him and said, Listen, I want you to go into the wilderness. He went into the wilderness. He found a man from Ethiopia. He was a eunuch and he came on behalf of his queen and, and, and offered sacrifices unto God. And he was reading of the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53. And he really didn't understand what was going on. And Philip heard him and he said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how could I understand unless someone explain it to me? And the Bible goes on to tell that as, as, as Philip began to read the gospel to him out of Isaiah, out of the prophets, out of a book that was written 700 years before Jesus was ever born. He, he said, the, the, the Bible records that Philip just preached Jesus to him. Jesus was enough not only to save his soul but to baptize him and to fill him with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you what's lacking in the church today is nothing less than the Spirit of God moving. Nothing less than the anointing. Nothing less than power. And I want to see the anointing. I want to see the power. I want to see God move. But let me tell you this morning that it's still all it revolves around Jesus. It's still about a man from Nazareth that was born in Bethlehem that came out of, uh, of a poor home and began to proclaim the gospel. Proclaim 
began to, to proclaim the kingdom of God, began to set at liberty them that were captive and heal the brokenhearted. He began to do what none other had done. And he died and he rose from the dead with all power in his hands. Let me tell you this morning, the gospel is still enough. Jesus is still enough. He's still the great I am. He's still my everlasting father. He's still the alpha and the omega. He's still my king. He's still my Lord. He's still my Savior and He's still my friend this morning. I wish I had someone in the house that knew that there's just power in the simplicity of the gospel. There's power in the simplicity of the gospel. I want to tell you wherever the Word is found, the Spirit is found also. Wherever the Word is found, the Spirit is found also. The Bible tells us John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Excuse me this morning. Well, you, you say, okay, what, what, what does that mean? That means that Jesus, and, and we read in this chapter, in John chapter 1, as you would go down, that Jesus was the Word made flesh. He was the Word of God. He was the mouthpiece of God. And where He went, the Spirit followed. Where He went, the Spirit was present. No matter what He did, the Spirit was moving. The power of God was moving. And sometimes I feel like in this modern age, we try to make things so complicated. We have to work something up. We, we have to have someone to preach us happy. We have to have someone to fill up a void in our life. Let me tell you, nobody's going to ever fill a void in your life like Jesus can fill you, like Jesus can bless you. Let me tell you, it's still simple that He is the Word of God and that He is and that He is who He said He is and that where the Word is the Spirit of God is also. It'll cure what ails you. If you need healing, all you need is Jesus. If you need if you need deliverance in your life all you need is Jesus if you're worried and you have fear and you have anxiety all you need is to cast your cares on Jesus let me tell you you want the spirit to work in your life you want the spirit to work for your children you want the spirit to go to war for you on your behalf all it takes is crying out to a man named Jesus just as blind Barmatus said he said son of David have mercy on me what he was saying is son of God have mercy on me Hear my cry. Come to me. Touch me. I need you this morning. I'll tell you, church, that the Word of God is where the Spirit is. And where the Spirit is, the Bible tells us that there is liberty. There is freedom. I'm telling you, we have a world that's captivated today. They're captivated with culture. They're captivated with witchcraft. They're captivated with pornography. They're captivated with everything that you can imagine. But I want to tell you that there's still a God. And His name is Jesus. And when he speaks, his word goes forth and his spirit follows. And where his spirit follows, there is an anointing that will break the yokes of bondage off your life, off your children's life, off your boss's life, off your sister's life, off your brother's life. Let me tell you, it's simple. It's just Jesus. It's Jesus this morning. I can't preach anything else to you today other than Jesus other than Jesus. You see it says in John 1 and 3. That all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. That 
was made. We referenced another portion of scripture on Sunday night, Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1 says, in the beginning God created heaven and the earth. I want you to notice with me here in verse 2. That it says, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So we see here the Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is wanting to do something. But in verse 3 it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And we talked about that Sunday night. We talked about light and power. But what I want to focus on is the word said. It said, and the Lord said, let there be light, and there was light. How many know that something said is a word? If you say something, you're using words to say something. What did John 1 and 1 say? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Do you see this morning that when God said He was using Jesus to proclaim His voice. And Jesus was the one saying, Let there be light. Because He was the spoken word out of the mouth of God. And when Jesus became flesh, He became the spoken word for God on this earth. And He went around saying, Be healed. Be set free. Be delivered from your blindness. Come out of your darkness. Come out of your witchcraft. Come out of your depression. Come out of your prison. Come out of the cell you've called yourself that you call home let me tell you today that the word still has power because the word's name is Jesus and as long as Jesus is alive as long as Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the father I tell you his name will always have power and it will always have authority we say here all the time but I, I want you to realize that every knee will bow every tongue will confess it's not an option Because He is Lord. I'll tell you this morning, whatever you have need of, Jesus is still the cure. I want the Spirit of God to move. The Spirit of God in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1. The Spirit of God was moving. But what else was present? The Word. And God said... Let me tell you, I want the Spirit to move in this place. I want the Spirit to cultivate things in this place. We we talked Sunday night about how in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1, it says the earth was without form and void. Some of you feel formless. You feel a void in your life. You feel like you're uncultivated. You you, you just don't know what direction that God wants to take you. You you seem like you're confused and and you seem like, like, like you don't know what's going on. But let me tell you, when you get a hold of the Word of God, just like it says, in verse 2 the spirit begins to move upon the waters of your soul in the depths of your heart in the depths of your, your mind in the depths of your being and he says listen I'm cultivating something I'm making form out of formlessness I, I'm, I'm getting rid of the voids in your life I, I'm plugging in all the gaps I'm fixing everything in your life and listen he said let there be light and there was light what he was saying is let there be power and there was power but it all came through the word And it all came through the Spirit of God. There's power when God says something. There's power when God says something. I want you to realize in Genesis chapter 1, all it's talking about is creation. Do you realize 
this morning that God spoke this universe into existence? Do you realize that His Word hung the stars? His Word put the moon and the sun in its place. His, earth, his Word put this earth to spin on its axle. Or axis, whatever it's called. I'm a hillbilly, so it's an axle. It's what things spin on. Right? So let me tell you today, words are creative. Words have power. The, 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 uh, Solomon tells us in Proverbs, he says, listen, there's life and death in the power of your tongue. Words are creative. Words have the power to create and to build something. I want to tell you this morning, as Jesus preached the gospel while he was on this earth, as he preached the kingdom of God while he was on this earth, what happened is his words were creating that kingdom. His words were cultivating hearts and minds. And let me tell you, when he ascended unto the Father and his spirit came down on the day of Pentecost and they began to preach the gospel unto all the nations, let me tell you this morning that when his word and his gospel and his name is preached, that it still creates and it still stirs and the spirit still moves and it still moves upon the depths of your soul and it still penetrates your mind, your heart and your mind it still does the impossible let me tell you this morning let me tell you something this morning that his words are still creating things in your life that's why the psalmist said listen you need to write the words of, uh, uh, on the tablets of your heart you need to write the scriptures on the tablets of your heart this morning why? because the word creates things in you it cultivates things in you you say I don't feel like a comer, overcomer, but hey, we talk about it all the time. What does his word say? You are an overcomer. I don't feel like a conqueror. Well, his word says, no, you're more than a conqueror. Listen, we need to write these things on the tablets of our heart and let this word and let these scriptures and let his gospel begin to imprint on our life and begin to create and let his spirit stir and move upon us in a way that it never has before, but it all comes through the word. And it all comes through Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you. Words are creative. Do you realize that there was nothing before God spoke it into existence? It was just absence. And you may be in the house this morning and you feel like some things are absent in your life. You may feel like joy is absent. You may feel like peace is absent. You may feel like power and anointing is absent. You may feel like your passion for the things of God is absent. You may feel like your strength is absent this morning. But just as Peter preached, it says, while he was yet speaking, what? The Holy Ghost fell. I pray as I'm preaching to you today, not because I'm Jade Abrams, not because I'm at PTC ministry, just because it's not by might, not by my might, it's not by my power, but it's still by His Spirit, saith God, as I preach this morning in the middle of the message, just as it was for Peter in our text today in Acts chapter 10, I pray that what is absent in 
in your life would start to become created and would start to come to form and fruition. Why? Because the Spirit of God begins to hover. The Spirit of God begins to move in your life. And you say, well, hey, I haven't felt joy in a long time. I feel like I've put on a face. I feel like I've put on a show. I really don't feel the joy of the Lord and I don't feel like the joy of the Lord is my strength. Listen, if that's absent in your life, as Peter preached the gospel, the Spirit of God began to stir up joy. If you say, hey, I I feel an absence of passion for the things and the call of God in my life. As Peter preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, as he preached his son and him crucified and him risen from death, the Holy Spirit interrupted the meeting and said, hey, there's someone here that needs passion. There's someone here that needs power. There's someone here that needs my presence. Listen, I want to tell you today that the Holy Spirit is searching for some people that will say, I'll receive the word. I want the gospel. I want Jesus. I want the risen King. I want the risen Savior. I want my joy back. I want my peace back. I want my power back. I want my children back. I want my family back. I need some people in the house today that will say, I'll let the Holy Spirit create in me whatever He wants to create in me. As we sang the song this morning, nobody can hold me like you, but nobody can mold me like you, Jesus. I need your spirit to form me. I need your spirit to motivate me. I need your spirit to purge me. I need your spirit to empower me. Let me tell you this morning, I feel this in my heart. If you're in this house and you say, listen, I prayed for healing in my body. There's an absence of healing in my life. I need God to to heal my body, to heal my heart, to heal my mind. Whatever type of healing you need this morning, guess what? As Peter preached the gospel, the Holy Ghost fell. The Holy Ghost had his way. Let me tell you, when the Holy Ghost has his way, that means there's a healer in the house. That means there's a deliverer in the house. That means that Jesus is in the house. That his word is in the house. And when you think there's there's no way out and you believe what the doctor has said to you, let me tell you this morning that God is doing a creative miracle even now as you listen to the word of God. We tell you, it's simple this morning. It's simple this morning. It's the gospel. It's Jesus. It's God's word. I want to see the spirit move. I want to see the spirit have its way. I want to see him do what I thought and what I think is impossible. I want to see it. Let me tell you, elders, young people alike in this house this morning, I want to tell you something. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4 and 17 that God calls those things that are not as though they were. You may have an absence and a void in your life, but you began to speak joy. You began to speak faith. You begin to speak strength. You begin to speak hope. You begin to, 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 to rebuke and, and throw down what the, the enemy has tried to, to make you think about yourself. You cast down the lies. Let me tell you this morning. Begin to speak to the absence in your life. Peter walked into a situation. All he knew is that Cornelius loved God. But Cornelius had his whole family there. And he said, you know what? I'm just going to preach Jesus and him crucified. And I'm going to let the Spirit of God take care of the rest. 
I'm going to preach to you Jesus this morning because I know the Spirit of God is already on His way and He might already be here because I can feel Him in this house and He's doing something that I can't do. Listen, that Pastor Ronnie can't do. That, that, that this message maybe can't do. But His Spirit can do it this morning. Speak to the absence. Whatever ails you this morning. Whatever is absent in your life. Jesus is still the cure. Jesus is still the cure. We sang that song this morning. I am. I am hope. I am peace. I am joy. I am rest. The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 3 and verses 13 and 14. Moses asked God at the burning bush, he says, Who am I supposed to tell them that sent me? Who am I supposed to tell them that dispatched me to this place? And God simply said, You tell them I am that I am. Why? Because he cannot be contained by just a name. He is all things to all people. He's whatever you have need of. There's nothing that he's not able to do. There's nothing that he's not able to reach in and take care of. There's no soul that's unsavable. There's no child unreachable. There's no depth that is, that is beyond his reach. There's no voice. There's no, there's no even squeak that, that God can't hear and understand. Let me tell you this morning. He's the I am. He's the word of God. He is the gospel. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus this morning. Listen, you, you, I, I don't know what you have need of. I, I don't know what you may be searching for this morning. But the Bible tells me in Matthew chapter 6 and 8. That my father knows what I have need of. Before I even pray it. Again. Peter didn't know what situations he was walking into when he walked into Cornelius' house. By law, he really wasn't even supposed to be there. He had no idea what he was walking into, but he said, listen, I'm going to preach the gospel and I'm going to let the Spirit take care of the rest. Listen, I, I don't know what you have need of, but my Bible tells me that God knows what you have need of. What God knows, God knows what's absent in your life. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not so super spiritual that I can see every little thing in every little person's life. I, I, I don't have that ability, but God says, I know every man that I created. I know all six, seven billion people on this planet. I know how many hairs are on their head I, I, I even know how many sparrows fly over their head every day He knows everything about you And let me tell you, you have needs this morning You have requests this morning And I'm believing as I just preach Jesus As I preach Him as the Son of God As I preach Him as a risen Savior Which I know Him to be And have experienced Him to be That He's dispatching angels through His Holy Spirit And He's dealing with the absence in your life Jesus will still cure what ails you this morning. He'll still cure what ails you this morning. Whatever you need, whatever you have need of, can be found in the gospel. Whatever you have need of this morning, it can be found in the gospel. You say, what, 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 what do you mean, Pastor? What, what do you mean, what I have need of? Can be found in the gospel. What's the gospel story? Jesus came off his throne in glory. Came down to be born of a virgin. Named Mary. He went through this life. Was tempted. 
As, as Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 4 and 15, he was tempted on all sides, but yet he sinned not. He went to heaven. He, he, he went and he took a beating that we deserved. Bore a cross that was really ours to bear. Hung on a cross and died for sins that we should have paid for. And he rose again with a victory that we didn't win. That's the gospel. You say, what, what do you mean everything that I, I, I have need of is found in the gospel? Well, tell me. Tell me this morning. What do you have need of? You say, I'm being tempted, pastor. Again, Jesus was tempted on all sides. Part of the gospel. Yet he sinned not. He overcame sin on your behalf. You say, well, well I, 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 I need healing in my body. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, by his stripes, you are healed. You say, uh, well, I, 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 I need joy this morning. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 says, for the joy that was set before him, he carried his cross. And he walked up Mount Calvary even until death. For the joy that was set before, he died to give you joy. He died to give you peace. He died to give you strength. He died to set you free. He died to deliver you from the prison that you're in. He died for the wages of sin that we should have paid. But he paid the debt. He redeemed us. He paid it in full. And he said, listen, listen, you don't have to take care of this anymore. Whatever you need. If it's a sin problem, I've taken care of it. If it's a joy problem, I've taken care of it. If it's a victory problem, guess what? I rose from the dead with death, hell in the grave, and the power of those things in my hand. And you don't have a need of a victory because I've already won the victory. Whatever you have need of is found in the gospel. Whatever you have need of is found in the gospel. When he cried, it was finished. He granted you access into the very throne room of God. You didn't have to go to a priest. You didn't have to go to a middleman. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4 and 16 that you could enter boldly through grace into that throne room. Let me tell you. If you need Jesus, if you it, 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 whatever whatever problem you may have in this day and age that we're living in, the answer is still and will always be Jesus. Jesus. Let me tell you, even now, the Holy Ghost is moving on your behalf. You may not believe that, but you don't have to because I'll believe it for you. I believe that God told me this morning. He said, listen, just like it was in Acts chapter 10 as Peter spake. It said that in the middle of his message, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost come down. and said, listen, I'm going to have my way today. I'm going to do what I, I can do today. I'm going to take care of what they have need of today. Listen, I, I don't want you to think that it's, oh God, I, I hope, I hope you can. I hope you find it in your heart. I hope that, no, he says, listen, I'm able 
I'm able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think. Listen, it's not is he able, it's are we willing to say, Holy Spirit, you can come in, you can do whatever you want, I want whatever Jesus has for me. Holy Ghost, you come and fill my life. You fill me afresh. You give me power, you give me courage, you give me anointing, you give me whatever you have for me today. Listen, I want to tell you that right now, you may not feel like it, you may not even sense it, but God is doing something on your behalf right now. I believe that. They'll come to the music this morning. While he's yet speaking, the Spirit of God was moving. The Spirit of God was moving. I want you to realize something with me. Here on earth we have an atmosphere. It's what sustains our life. It's what gives us air to breathe. It's what makes plants grow. Our atmosphere. Is, is everything to us in the physical. But church, let me tell you this morning. How's the atmosphere spiritually in your life? Because I want you to realize something about atmosphere. We have it on this earth because the Word of God Spoke it into existence. Because when the Word of God comes into play, the atmosphere begins to change. And when the Word proceeded out of God's mouth, again, and that Word is Jesus, when it proceeded out of His mouth, the atmosphere was altered, altered by the Holy Ghost, by the Spirit of God. And as Peter preached the gospel to Cornelius and his family, the atmosphere was altered in that house simply because it was the gospel, it was the word. It was Jesus. And that atmosphere made everything perfect for the Holy Spirit to come down. And I can just see Him saying to Himself, the Holy Ghost that is, He's a person. He said, I'm about to show up. I'm about to show off. Because the atmosphere is right. For the atmosphere to be right in the church house, to be right at the schoolhouse, the workhouse, in your house, it's simple. 
Jesus. In that atmosphere, the power of God can still cure what ails you. It can deliver you from the thing that has been tormenting you for years. What is it? Is it fear? Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, God, if, this, if, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. It's the only kind of sense we ever really truly get of Jesus filling his flesh, feeling the weight of our sins starting to come upon him. But you know what? He said, I, I, I'll take your will, God. You've been dealing with fear. The best way to deal with fear is the way Jesus dealt with it. He said, God, I may be afraid, but it's your will. We have to be willing to do the will of God. We have to do the will of God. Regardless of how fear makes us feel. What is it this morning? What is it that ails you? Healing? Deliverance from sin? Victory? What is it this morning that ails you? Let me tell you, it's found in the gospel. Never forget, He bled for your healing. He died for your sins. And He rose for your victory. You worried about shame? When He picked up that cross, He bore your shame so that you could stand before God and men shameless. Is it a secret addiction? Jesus tells us in His Word that I'm the way and the truth and the life and that who the Son has set free is still free indeed. What is it? You think you're not good enough? Guess what? I'm not good enough. I was full of spot and blemish. But my Savior, listen, it's found in the gospel. He took my shame. He took my blemishes. He took my scars. He took my sin. And He nailed them to a cross so that one day when He comes back or by way of the grave, I can stand before Him spotless. Without spot or blemish. And when God asked me, when the Savior, my Savior asked me, what do you have to say for yourself? All I can say is, Jesus, I'm only here because of Jesus. Jesus. 
I'm only here because of you, Lord. What do you need this morning? Because as the gospel is preached, just like in our text, I want you to realize, as the word went forth, the atmosphere was made right, and the Spirit came down. And the Bible says, the men that were with Peter looked at one another. If you'll stand with me across this house. They looked at one another. And the Bible says they were astonished. That word astonished in the Greek is made up of two words, but it simply means they stood in wonder. Church, I want to see the wonders of God. I want to see signs and wonders. I want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to see our young men and women step out into what God has for them. But as Paul said, I I can't do it with enticing words of men's wisdom. I can try to articulate the most beautiful message you've ever heard. But it means nothing. Unless it has Jesus in it. Young person, elder, what ails you? What ails you? Because the gospel has the cure. And the gospel's made the way. And the Spirit indeed is willing. Sometimes our flesh is weak. I want to leave you for this, with this. If we want to see all the things that His Word says we can see. See lost loved ones saved. As my mother would say, you want to get rid of your stinking thinking. Hey, listen, our minds. There's a reason why the Bible tells us to have a transformed mind. Our minds are are a place of beauty, but can be a place full of traps. It's still Jesus. I didn't preach anything profound to you today because listen, it doesn't matter if you don't have Jesus. What else you? What keeps you up at night? What torments your heart and mind? There's victory here today. bow your heads with me.